Welcome, everybody, to Way of the Blade, the podcast. I'm your host, Phil Schneider, author of Way of the Blade, 100 of the Greatest Bloody Matches in Professional Wrestling History, and writer on Segunda Caída, a blog, and also one of the founding members of the Death Valley Driver, and I am here with another founding member of the Death Valley Driver, uh, and one of the icons of the internet wrestling community, uh, my longtime friend, Phil Rippa. I haven't talked to Phil in a long time. I'm really looking forward to a conversation with him. We are going to be talking about Headhunter A versus his brother, Headhunter B. A, a, a truly appropriate match for the Phils of the Death Valley Driver to be talking about, right? The, the Headhunters versus the Headhunters from IWA Japan, uh, May 1st, 1995. How are you, Phil? Uh, hey, Phil. How are you? It's great to talk to you again. You are stretching icon to the absolute <laughs> loosest definition possible. So. Uh, you know, I, we, we say that, and I mean, true. But, uh, you know, like, it, you, one of the things I've been surprised at doing the sort of publicity for this book is the number of people who have, like, a real uh, consider, like, the death, the stuff we did in the Death Valley Driver to be sort of foundational in what's going on. So, you know, I didn't think so either, but I was surprised at the number of people who have responded with this book and talked about how, you know, they grew up on the Death Valley Driver and things like that. So, I don't know. I mean, well, you know, maybe... Yeah, but if we're talking hierarchy of Death Valley Driver, I'm like sixth in line. Wow, that's not true. You're ahead of <laughs> Pete and Ray, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm I'm keeping it alive. Why I don't know. Yeah, I'm right. Gonna... <laughs> I mean, the, the Netflix report still exists. Everybody, it's not just a I, it's not just a a dusty piece of history. And uh, you're uh, continually making sure that it does not shut down. And and you know, <laughs> talking about the New York Giants on the sports boards and and you know, keeping the dream of the early 2000s and the late 90s alive uh, for everyone to see. So if folks want to. <laughs> Uh, and I think this this match was so ninety five would have been about would have been a it's, little before we started this whole thing, right? Or oh, around it, absolutely time? before we started it. Um, it's right about when we met, actually. Right. Um, and I would say, yeah, we probably started now. Dean was writing it on RSPW at about this time, but. I would say the actual writing and stuff was a couple of years later, but this was this match was on one of the first, two, which is ironic that this is the one we're doing. Was on one of the first two comp tapes I ever bought. The the, the, the infamous Joe Mosh comp tapes. I think it's on like Joe Mosh four, and it was probably the only one that had video quality that I could make out what was going on. It was like, it was like this and um, the Headhunters versus um, Miguel Perez Jr. Um, God, I don't remember who. Oh, Iceman? Um, maybe? No, Christ, Crash the Terminator. Crash the the Termin baseball match from uh, ECW. That yeah. was the other thing. It's like, I was like, oh, I guess these are the one tapes we can get from Japan, so everyone's going to start watching them. Right, so. I mean, that's the thing. When you started getting <laughs> tapes, you like the first things you would... Uh, uh, Around that time, you'd get like the best of the suit. You get a uh, the Super J Cup '94. Yep, <laughs> and then you would start getting like wing and IWA because it was like what you, the idea of this guy's diving into glass and you know barbed wire and shit like that was so novel. 
and so yeah. crazy that you were like, well, shit, I got to see that, right? That's like, these guys are fucking diving in class. Now, you know, like, you go on IWTV, and there's like a deathmatch show every two days, at a minimum, right? Like, at this point, you could <laughs> you could live stream a deathmatch show on your computer uh, every, you know, Monday, Wednesday, there's two on Friday and one on Saturday. But back then, it was really like... This thing where you had no idea what any of these dudes were gonna look like, too. And, and so. the, I mean, the headhunters, especially, were yeah. just these. I mean, just the weirdest thing because <laughs> it was like it really. I mean, I mentioned this in the book where it's like it felt like something you come up with when you were like elbow dropping your wrestling buddy when you were like ten years old, right? Like, oh, I cra- you know, in your mind when you're ten, you have like an entire wrestling promotion in your head, and you're doing suplexes on your mom's pillows. And one of the things you'd have is they're guys. They're like Abdul the Butcher, except they're right. identical <laughs> twins, and they do moonsaults. And then they're like gonna the, be. <laughs> it was like if Abby underwent mitosis, and then they found them wandering the streets of Queens and brought them to Puerto Rico. Yeah, and this was. <laughs> a period and this was a period when i don't you know you didn't have uh as many like big guys doing oh high god no. no no and now it's like i i think the analogy i used in the book was that like it would be the equivalent it was like the equivalent of watching like a keem elijah shoot like 40 percent three from like steph curry it was like incredible no. And now no, it's like every fucking... That's how it's like, just like, right now you're like, Carl Anthony Towns, go in the post. You don't need to shoot every three. It's like, now it's like every every guy from seven feet wants to Your do that. Your quote in the book was specifically written to hurt me, I think, because <laughs> your exact quote in the book was, it was as if Patrick Ewing oh, Patrick shot Ewing. like Reggie Miller. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's just raw. Right, so the same thing, but now it's like, <laughs> and now it's like you just went like, Jonah Rock, just hit a fucking clothesline. I don't exactly. need to see you do a bad I'm like, okay, Killian Dane, let's just throw some punches and stop. I'm kind of cool with that. You know? <laughs> stop the cartwheels. I don't need, you know, cartwheels and stuff. I'm fine punching people in mouths. And, right, but know. when the headhunters did it, it was like, holy hell, what in God's name did I just watch? And so, I don't think this is a good match. Like, I, I don't know. Did you rewatch it for this, this I podcast? I rewatched it twice. Oh, and but here's the thing, though. It's not nowhere near as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> okay. Because I thought my w- misty color water memories were going to be like, oh, this is great, but it's going to not hold up well. Like everything else we watched from, like, <laughs> the 90s. But then I watched it and it's like, you know, it's not terrible because they're not trying to do too much it's it's exactly what i want in my death matches i don't want the over the the let's have four thousand different spots i'm perfectly fine with two guys trying to jab each other with glass for 10 minutes and then sloppily hitting you know a superfly splash to end the match i'm totally fine with that yeah <laughs> so yeah i mean it, it, it's i i'm trying to think it's it's not the worst match in no, my no. book it's it's, in, it's entertaining which honestly in the year 2021 is all I want out okay. of my wrestling. I mean, it's definitely entertaining. It is definitely like a like oh, it's like you're on acid, right? Right. I mean, it is is one of the, it's honestly one of the weirder matches in wrestling history. Yeah. So so what the match is is it, uh, Headhunter A at one point I think turns on Headhunter B. Yeah, it was uh, like it was like um, the three three or four weeks before they turned on each other for reasons unknown. Reasons unknown, and I, the turn didn't last. Obviously, the headhunter's like yeah, it doesn't headhunter with what headhunter A without headhunter B and vice versa. It doesn't 
really work. Um, although I, I, I did, I missed, I didn't think I realized this happened until after it happened, but one of the headhunters worked like a tag match in an abandoned yes. cement factory in uh, in Denver like about a year ago, and I don't think I, I realized it was happening. Ago, but it was recently. <laughs> well, they, they worked AIW in like 2018. Yeah, that was actually, yeah. it was okay. I mean, they didn't, they kind of didn't sell for anybody, and why should they? Right? Like, I mean, if you're bringing to the others, I can expect the head of owners hey, to sell for I respect anybody. the fact that they looked in far better shape than I do right now. Pandemic's been rough on everybody, Phil. Like, what are we going to do? Uh, um, but, well, okay, but going back to your point, here's the thing I was wondering about with why part of the reason why it was like they turned on each other had this match and then it was like okay we're done is you know at least what i was figuring out you know that what happened on this same card right no literally the match before which is why the canvas is i'm assuming it's why the canvas is already soaked in blood before they even I mean, it's an iwa show right <laughs> well that's okay that's true too but well, yeah, you the, think they wash their canvas in between shows it doesn't seem like it <laughs> that blood could be that blood could be tarzan goto's blood from a month and a half true. before that is true but it was like because this was the show that all the guys jumping from fmw debuted at the the Tarzan Goto, uh, Flying Kid Ichihara, and God, um, whoever the third was, and I'm oh, Mr. Ganasaki. They they all showed up on this card in the match before, so it was like they attacked Soji Nakamaki, and so it was like so this oh. is an IWA had to re these guys had a reunion to defend the honor of IWA. Okay, yeah, sure. that's what I'm assuming because that was the whole thing is it started the whole IWA versus FMW invaders even though they had jumped to the company. So, right. but I was like, "Oh, that was weird timing." And you know, and it, of course that's the show that A versus B is main eventing. Right. So, I'm sure there was way more details, but that's all I cared about. Uh, that's too. pretty good. That's more than I that's that's, that's more than <laughs> deep dive research in the history of of, of the uh mid -90s. 90s garbage sleaze oh, I, indie I promotional wars that I did. I have to, <laughs> fucking Phil comes into this podcast doing research. Jesus. I'm like, I don't remember anything. I was like, did it, who, what, where, when, why? I couldn't even remember which one was A and which one was B. Well, I figure it out. So, and at some point we have to do, I need to do a deep dive into, I think we've done Headhunter A dirty for the last 25 years because I think we kept saying that B was always the better worker. And I'm like, I don't know, after this match, I think A might have been the better worker. So. I mean, it's, I saw, I mean, I think what, like, Kind of, I don't know, iconic's the right word for this weird, obscure match that 15 people remember. But, like, there is the B chant, is obviously the th somewhat. I, I guess just because they felt bad because A was beating his ass so bad yeah. for a decent chunk of it. I mean, A was the true professional for wearing white in the match, too. That's true. I mean, so, I appreciate that standard to let yourself be doused in blood and let it show perfectly because you decided That's to right. wear. Red doesn't work. <laughs> I know he wore a red. I wear with red. I mean, yeah, you, you can wear like green or something. There's other colors. If you obviously need to wear a different, you can't both wear white. But you no. could wear, you know, gray or yellow. I mean, there yellow are other yellow. Because there are other colors that will show the blood better than red and black. You no. can see that. Just like 
<laughs> we know. put B on the first 500, didn't put A on the first 500 for reasons <laughs> beyond me. And then neither one, neither one of them ever made the 500 ever again. And I that's, think we just decided. That's probably wrong. <laughs> That we just decided that internet. Hey, guess what? B is better than A. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have not looked at the old Death Valley Driver 500 in a long time. I bet there are some very, very oh. questionable placements oh. with the hindsight of 20 years looking I back. So at I so wish oh. I had all the chat logs and stuff from the random <laughs> the way we used to sort people out. Right. On it that. wasn't wasn't particularly scientific. If I remember, wasn't no. wasn't the thing we always used to do is we always used to just have Ricky Morton as like a wild card yes. where we figured at some point we're going to put somebody on twice or we're going to put we're going to have 361 and then go right to 363 and forget 362 always, we always had people who were like dead or injured <laughs> so the first replacement was always Ricky Morton which the best part was is unintentionally I 20 years later I did because on my on my greatest of all time ballot I had put someone and I was like oh crap I don't want them on on oh who do I want Ricky Morton <laughs> it's so them right in. Well, I think like, the thing about like 2000s Ricky Morton is you could make an argument he was the 70th I, best wrestler in the world or the 400th really. best wrestler in the world. It's like, yeah, Ricky Morton's really amazing at the thing he does. He's older now, so he's not as good at doing it as he was before. But, you know, if you told me, yeah, he's He's 47th in the world. Like, yeah, that sounds about right for Ricky Morton. Yeah, Ricky Morton's won 419. Yeah, I can see there's probably 418 guys who can kind of move a little better than 2002 Ricky Morton can. I, I think Headhunter B was one of those guys that we literally put on the list just so someone was behind him. As the <laughs> you know, so right. we put like Sabu behind him or something like that just to be irritating. Yes. So, I yes. mean, we could easily do a 2021. There's way more that is the footage is so much more available now than it was back then. But it's like there's not 500 wrestlers in the world right now. I want to have any wrestler watching I ranking. Hate, I I hate current wrestling. I'm just being honest. With it. I I just so I'm sure I could find stuff I like. I just got don't got time for that. I'm yeah. like, you know, I mean, we. We still do a we still do an ongoing match of the year list on Segunda Kaida, so I uh <clears throat> Yeah. I still I keep trying things I like, but you know God I, bless you all for doing those <laughs> lists because those have been a godsend as I slowly finally finish the one thousand and one, which I haven't updated in like a year. Oh, <laughs> COVID hit and I was like, Oh, well COVID this. hit what are you at home? What are you because I was like, oh my god, I gotta do all this stuff, and then then wrestling just became really well sleazier than normal. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'm not gonna deal with this now. I'm trying to punch my way out of it now, okay. but you know, it's getting back <laughs> into it. And then everyone I loved has died. It's like Bobby Eaton died off. Oh. You know, I don't want to deal with this anymore. And so it's like Harley Race. Oh Jesus! So, well, you, you know, know. Like, like I said, I, I mean, I've mostly been watching Dustin Rhodes matches for book number two <laughs> and uh, and and French matches from the 1960s. Because yes. <laughs> we're in the rough to this. So we're almost in the 70s for France, which I'm very excited about. Although I think this, I think that's when it starts to really go downhill. A yeah, bit. I, I know France is your your all's new obsession. Yes, France. We got France. Got yeah, much French much, shit now. Once Andre stopped being in it, I was like, okay, my my interest is down. Oh, man, you got to watch the French stuff. Jesus Christ! <laughs> it, it's all it's all uh, it's mostly just like guys form each other in the throat really hard is what French wrestling is. 
for the. I mean, I know people like the gifts you see are all the high spots, and there's some a lot of, of high course, spots. Yeah, but there are a lot. Of, it's mostly just guys punching each other in the face. Really, are it's mostly more. It's war. It's war. Because people are spending too much time on the juniors and need to be spending more time on the heavyweights. It's the exact same way people were when they were watching war. It's like, I like, look, I like Le Petit Prince, but, you know, it's not, he's not a yeah. Sherry Baby. Just like fucking Ultimo Dragon wasn't Tenro. You know what I mean? Oh, God, no. <laughs> that was one of the things I hate the most is taking so long to love Tenru because everyone's like, here's the Ultimo Dragon matches. It's like, yeah, whatever. You know? Right. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I want to watch Tenru. I think <laughs> IWA, it's like what you want to watch is the Tarzan Goto stuff. I think he's the Tenru of IWA. Like, we were too excited about the glass and the thumbtacks in these things. <laughs> and what we needed to be watching was, uh, was Tarzan Goto dropping the sharp point of his elbow on people's throats. I, I think Tarzan Goto is the better version, as I used to say, of Kane for me, in that there are these six-month periods where I was like, God damn, Tarzan Goto is great. And then I'd be like, oh, okay, I'm over it. I need a break. I think you need to revisit Goto. I, 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 think, I think Goto is the most one of the most mis- underappreciated guys of that era by us when we were in that era. Because I think he's just great, and every Goto I've watched now, he's great in, and he's and I think he's I don't think he's I, I think he's the second best deathmatch FMW like associated dude out there behind Onita, like better than Hayabusa, better than Tanaka, mm. better than Awesome, better than Genosuke, better than these two guys. Even though you know I uh, I often watch these matches kind of in on screen while I'm doing the pod. Yes. I did just see. Uh, 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 a just absolutely smash B's face with a top rope leg drop. I mean, that is a fat <laughs> leg to be flying that high in the air. On the- I mean, this match is like the perfect Death Valley driver match. <laughs> it's just two fat guys bleeding, punching each other really hard, loudly calling spots. There's nothing <laughs> scientific about it. But they're also, at the time, they were also doing exactly what they were doing. It's like, okay, let's make sure we're in the perfect angle so the press can get all their photos so we can get the pub in the magazines. It's yeah. like, you know, and so and I'm like, it was not complaining at all. And nowadays, the video quality is so bad, you can't see pieces of glass in it. So it looks like, it looks like oh, the horror is so bad they CGI'd the pane of glass from the skin. <laughs> it's clear, so you can't see it anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not complaining about that and at the all. The YouTube video quality of this is... I mean, I don't know. I, it's, I mean, you, The Joe Mosh tape you originally saw this on, I mean, it's so much better video quality on YouTube than it is on whatever, oh, whatever original <laughs> videotaper I got or whatever. I'm sure this is on a Schneider Cop, but I'm sure whoever bought it from me off a Schneider Cop can't fucking... Get, uh, make out anything either because that's the uh, the beauty of uh, this now is that you can actually do whatever video quality exists it's going to be the best version of it available to it watch. It should be. That's what cracks me up for the people who will upload the fourth generation version of a video and I'm like what are we doing here? So I don't need this. So I don't know. I it's, It is 
I am entertained by the fact that probably the most famous headhunters match is them fighting each other as opposed to anything as them in an actual tag. I mean, obviously you have the couple of we always talk about the couple of standards, them versus, you know, Texano and Silver King or um, there's another one where from Puerto Rico where I want to say, you know, of course, which is it's Puerto Rico. So it's a bloodbath. I can't just remember that one. But it's like it's like everyone goes, oh, it's Headhunter A versus Headhunter B. You know, well, so. yeah, the, the stuff in Mexico is pretty. They were pretty good in Mexico. I mean, okay, yeah, still, they were pretty again, good. Like, okay, it's still, like, it's still one of those random. What the fuck were the headhunters doing in Mexico type deals? You know, it's like you know, I, I mean, I'm I not think, complaining at all. I'm just saying. I think so. they were in Mexico. I think they probably spent most of their career in Mexico, but it, it wasn't in CMLL or AAA, right? So no, it was. It was in, it, they had some CMLL, but then it was in. Um, God, wasn't it in uh, UWA or something? UWA is where a lot of the stuff exists. But I also think probably just, you know, 500 (laughs) arenas that ran Headhunters matches that didn't make tape or or made tape but never made it here. I mean, that's the thing about Mexico. I mean, now, you know, there's so many fan cams and, and Lucha Plus on YouTube, which record so many of these independent shows that most... Uh, or not, not, probably not, most is not right, but a lot of your independent, smaller Lucha shows yeah. will end up being footage that you can watch. But certainly in the 90s, you know. No, in the 90s, there was no one taping Headhunter B versus Rip Rogers, and I'm still infuriated about that. <laughs> just, that happened in Mexico? <laughs> no, not in Mexico. No. It's, it was in IWA Japan. Oh. There's a post- an eight minute Headhunters B versus Rip Rogers singles match that I'm like god damn it this doesn't exist on tape and I'm going to be pissed about it the rest of the day so you know I mean I, I didn't realize Rip Rogers worked uh, IWA I, it was on it was on cage match so I'm going to okay. believe it exists I, so, know, you know. I know Rip Rogers had some amusing matches in all yeah, Japan it, it's Wings Who's the Danger event from Japan from in 92 so oh, so it was, a, then, it was a headhunter uh, B single. Just headhunter B versus. Well, we established River. that he was that that was the lesser headhunter. Maver. Well, here's here's going to pique your interest too. The next match was the the Russians being Ivan Koloff and I can't remember who Vladimir Koloff was versus the headhunters. So you know, I think if I, I think Vladimir. I remember Vladimir Koloff. He was like a guy that they brought in to replace Nikita at one point. Yeah, he was like, really big. Like he was like bigger than Nikita, but really shitty. Like, like really <laughs> shitty. Like way shittier than Nikita. <laughs> yes, um, but that was like the early days. So that's what we're talking about, though. Is footage. It's like when you imagine what everything that makes camera now versus all the stuff we missed. But it's from Japan, the 90s. right? I mean, somebody had it's a, the Japanese record everything. I you don't think that. I mean. You don't think that there has to that has to exist in a vault somewhere? Oh yeah, you say that, then all I ever think about is you know the whole supposed story of Conan telling Bob Barnett not to record the you know Star of Death match or whatever that was. My my (laughs) suspicion is that the Star of Death match kind of sucked. That is my (laughs) guess. I'm going to come out as like I think I actually maybe even talked about this with Zelda on the last podcast we were talking about (laughs) hidden things. Like it just feels like a bunch of triple a guys doing garbage i mean it was probably fun 
But like, well, especially, it wasn't especially, that good. Because, especially because if the legend has grown because of Conan telling Meltzer, because we know all the stuff that he's fed him over the years. Yeah, so we'll see. Also, but, like Mel, I mean, I just I'm very suspect of Meltzer star ratings now in general too. Well, it's yes, like, okay. that's, besides, that's a whole other. It's like okay, I've seen yes. what so. in hindsight as well. It's like when you will go back. And you look at like, oh, he gave this that Art Anderson, Stephen Regal, thirty minute draw, one and a half stars, and said it was boring. It's like, oh no, actually that match is incredible, and yes. you have terrible taste, <laughs> right? So it's like, I, so I'm just saying, that, you know, I don't know. I just, I, I'm, I'm questioning, I question yeah. the star of death. As, a, yeah, as like, a, I, well, we'll never know. But but no. I'm saying that if it turns out somebody else recorded and showed up, I bet it it wouldn't like live up to the sort of internet let's just one oh, of the things we no, talked about with no way chris a little bit how i didn't think you know that i did we kind of disagreed about this didn't really think the battle of the uh, last of atlanta really lived up to it either oh i didn't think so either you're not going to get any arguments for me yeah. so, so i just i just am like i just figure okay i'm the one who's whatever everyone else loves it but how much of that has to do with time and place versus right. what we actually wanted wrestling yeah. to so, yeah. and, and, and then you know there is i think the you know i think eventually I mean, the cool thing is eventually I think things are going to all, things that got taped are going to show up. So I think, you know, I think at some point maybe we'll see. As long as the masters versus... didn't get recorded over. Right, but I, I, it, it, seems like, it seems like we're getting more style. I mean, it, you know, eventually the Omni stuff that's in the, you know, maybe 20 years, but eventually that'll show up. Eventually, you know, Billy Corgan will release the Houston footage he has sitting in his, <laughs> under his bed or whatever it is. Eventually... <laughs> Somehow somebody will get into the CMLL archives. Been, I still feel like that might have been the biggest heel turn in wrestling was when okay. Billy Corrigan yanked all the Houston stuff. I mean, I at this point, I feel like uh, me uh, talking about Billy Corgan in the Houston footage of this podcast is like when Mark Maron starts talking about all the people that did coke at the improv in his podcast. <laughs> like, just, just, like, you know, you gotta, you gotta listen to one of these. I just <laughs> waiting for the drinking game where Phil starts complaining about Billy Corgan. So maybe I should have covered that enough over the course of the way of the plane as I do simply grumble about that. I mean, sometimes I'll just be in the shower and think, fuck this motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> like that's my next book, damn it! All the matches that I wanted to see that I can't right now yeah, just, is Billy Corgan has the footage. Right. I mean, you know that and the that and the unmastered Futen, uh, the first thirty Futen shows uh, are my are my white whales. It's like uh, you ever you ever get really upset? Just go read the cage match Futen results and think that one through thirty five don't uh, don't. Uh, Dota, or exist, or definitely recorded. Ikeda definitely has them. I I know, because I every once in a while see those things on Twitter where someone will be like, hey, I just acquired this footage, but I can't release it because the person who sold it to me doesn't want it shared with the public. And I'm like, okay, really? (laughs) You know? So, I hate you. (laughs) Yeah, I've got some, like, I've got some, I've got some ins on some of that stuff. The food yeah. ten, the food ten. I'm, uh, the, I've got then. Look, I've got somebody working on food ten. I just don't know if it's going to come through. Uh, yeah. 
But I, I do have some. I, there. I would put that right up with recovering the old board. All yes. the posts on the old board. Yeah, we'll work on that. I'm trying to do a goddamn <laughs> Dustin of the Day book, and I could find like four of the reviews. And I know I wrote 20. Or I probably I, uh, wrote 10 and think I wrote 20 in my memory. Yeah. Uh, I think this is a lot easier. Well, like I said, the best part about that is I think all these years, Dean was like, oh, we have it. In the, we have the archives. You just need someone to do it. And then I finally figured out how to do it and I was like I think this is just the admin log I don't think there's any posts <laughs> on it son of a bitch <laughs> If anybody's listening to this podcast and happened to save any of the Dust of the Day reviews on their hard drive, can you please email them to me? It's making this book is a lot harder to write than I have to actually re- try to rewrite all these goddamn things I already wrote. It's a lot easier if I could just, you know, knock off a quick, uh, like, you know, Dan Savage would release just like a book of his columns. Right? Like, that's the easiest thing in the world to do. It's just here's the all problem is, you're the problem is your partner in crime is Tom, who might have a movie least reliable memory of anyone associated with us. God God bless Tom. We'll see. We'll see. The book's going to come out eventually, guys. It'll it'll happen. And that's what I mean. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to lead into optimism in my 40s, Phil. How's it working? I just generally, generally trying to lead into optimism. Hopefully things are going to work out. Uh, okay. In, in your forties, we're past. Well, you're right at mid forties. In my forties, forty five. I'm not forty nine. I've crested and I'm headed towards fifty, yes. which just kill me now. I'm crested and headed toward death too. I would imagine as well, right? I mean, I think you've probably hit the hit the apex of your life expectancy and are you know heading down the slow slope let's, towards let's the put it this Grim way. Reaper here. I'm uh, a few years away from AEW and WWE. Not caring whether I watch the shows or not. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, you said you don't watch modern wrestling anyway, so. Well, it's fine, don't. I mean, I try. I try every once in a while. I was like, oh, I'll check out NXT 2.0. Hey, look, there's Rick Steiner's kid. He looks good. Oh well, well there's there, okay. This is gonna. There's a whole freaking hundred people I gotta write a cheat sheet to remember what their names are because yeah. I can't remember. Who half of them are? So. Yeah, I, I, still, I still haven't watched that stuff. It's, it's, well, you know, like AEWs is, is that's our kid, right? Like you're not, we're not going to watch our kids play. Eh. Like you know what I mean? Like you're not going to go see your your, kid, your kids and guys and dolls. You're not going to go see guys and dolls. <laughs> I think I think you, everyone else has more fonder memories. I wasn't around, thank God, when the sleaze thread started. <laughs> so I technically have no affiliation with that. That's what I was wasting. We're- of my life for veterans presence that was the whole fiasco that's why part of the reason the sleaze thread exists is because i wasn't there on the board because i'm gonna say it right now it wouldn't have existed <laughs> if i was there because you know i would have stamped it out right yes, away sure I, I probably not. should have i was never i was never that uh enthusiastic a moderator yeah, exactly. So I have no blood on my hands. You've no hands. But I can't, I also don't take credit being like, hey, you know, a blood poster is running the second biggest company in the country right now. So either. So that's where I said my footprint on internet wrestling community is very, very small. I think I can tell you. I think you're under. You're under. Uh, you're underestimating <laughs> no. your impact here. 
I think it's because most people think I'm you. That's the other thing. It's always been a little confusing. That's why I was the other Phil for a long so, somebody, time. Somebody, somebody posted that they couldn't wait to hear, uh, um, uh, wanted me to do a podcast with Chris Zellner because they wanted to hear my new, loud New York voice and his Georgia draw. And I'm like, I'm from Northern California. <laughs> so the other one has got a loud New York voice. Yeah. I mean, although, to be fair, I, I think a little bit. It's like, you know, it's kind of every Jew is from New York and everybody from New York is Jewish. It's a little bit like a weird Venn diagram. <laughs> so it's like if you're just a Jew. No, I'm not from New York. I'm just, just Jewish. I just happen to be that's just sort of the same thing. Yeah. Just like, like I've asked you, it's like, no, I'm not Jewish. I'm just from, uh, I'm just from Brooklyn. And it's sort of the same thing. I know. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, I don't know. I, I if let's put it this way: if you if they want to do if they want to run if the WWE wants to run uh, Biggie versus Bobby Lashley <laughs> barbed wire panes of glass matches like this one, I'm there for that. It. Would be good. <laughs> I think those guys are much much better shape than hunters. Although maybe not as agile, right? Like I mean, that is the I mean, that is one of the craziest things about the hunters is that isn't just. That isn't just like a leg drop from a big fat guy. No, no, that no. is like a beautiful, like skying as good as Bobby Eaton's leg drop from a yeah. guy who had to be three hundred and seventy-five pounds. Their elbow drops are damn good. Oh my god! Too, so. Yeah, I mean, is, where where does where does the headhunter elbow drop land in the pantheon of wrestling top rope elbow drops? So the best one ever is Randy Savage, right? Okay. So who would be second? I'm sure I'm forgetting a lot. I mean, of people. Eaton had a really great one. Yeah, but I'm always going to say Bobby Eaton for everything. You can be like, who has um, the best boots all ever? I'm going to say Bobby Eaton. He never did one, but if he did, it would be the best one. Would ever. be really good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, I, but I think that guys that headhunter headhunter uh, A's elbow drop third is that an insane thing to say? It's a really uh, great looking elbow drop. It does. I think. The, I mean, for I think top rope just, elbow drops. I mean, that's the thing. I think you know, just regular elbow drops. You got to put in Dusty. You got to put in Abdul the Butcher, right, right. Uh, Dick Murdoch. Uh, those guys weren't really doing top rope elbow drops. I, I'm sure we're forgetting some people. That's just it. I, I'm not saying he's like, oh no, he's not even in the top ten or anything like that. I'm just saying. I think the problem is we're just forgetting a whole lot of the conversations because on some levels it's like no one does top rope elbow drops anymore because everyone's like, oh, it's too passe. And I'm like, screw well, that. Sa- well, Savage kind of. I mean, you know, he, he that became his thing so much that in a lot of ways anybody else... Jay Lethal did because it's considering he, you know... Oh, had yeah, I'm so- sure he did, he did the Savage. Yeah. I mean, see a Punk as a top rope elbow drop. That's not a great yeah. looking top rope elbow drop. Uh, I got, you know, some time for CM Punk, but probably not yeah. his aerial moves. Um, no. But, uh... I'm trying to think of yeah yeah I, I think I think I, Rip Rogers did the did the uh, the he's coming up a lot in this I think he would I could get Rip Rogers on the pod right I should see if he's for what match I don't know, you know, big, you know find, I'll find one uh, it's uh, the top I, I think he did uh, the uh, he did the axe handle but I don't think he ever did the elbow right no, for the savage axe handle but he did he did the I'm gonna jump off everything and completely kill my legs because I'm going to jump from the top rope to the floor to do the axe handle like Savage did too, you know, so. Um, I, you know, <laughs> my favorite part, my favorite Savage elbow is when he got really, 
when he got kind of uh, maybe the the best ones were like those end of the road WCW ones where he had a really bad hip, so he would just <laughs> lay in full force on the person that he was going. <laughs> like it's like, I, look, I can't. My hip is fucked up. I can't land I, on my hip. I'm just going to land entirely on that, you, Disco yes, Inferno, your, your and you're just going to have to take this. Yes, your face is breaking my fall, <laughs> Junior. <laughs> yes, so. exactly. Sorry, Billy Kidman. I'm going to land all of my weight, and it's a lot of weight now. It's probably 275 because all the because I'm still. You know, incredibly jacked on... I mean, end of the road, Savage <laughs> was probably the most jacked Savage, too. Oh, God, yeah. No. I mean, you <laughs> went back in 85, Savage also was on a, an absolutely yeah. insane amount of steroids. But, but not but not as much as end of the road, Savage. Yeah, 96, <laughs> Savage was just like... Like, yeah. I, like, I'm the villain. I'm in the Spider-Man movie, Savage. It's just like, holy hell. Yes. Um, <laughs> Who looks like, look, literally looks like he took the super soldier serum. Yes. And it's like, you know, so bring, somehow bring that back in the multiverse. CGI <laughs> Randy Savage into it. There you uh, go. That's, that's what I want to see in Far From Home is Randy, <laughs> Randy Savage showing up, you know. Oh, there you go. All right, B, that's a great idea. <laughs> Can you imagine it's CGI Randy Savage that movie? People lose their mind. That's a great idea, Phil. Why are you working for Marvel? Considering how popular Savage is in non-wrestling circles, that would be insane. The Slim Jim ads and... That would be like the, the clips of the the clips of the audience is watching, you know, <laughs> Captain America grab, you know, Milyar. This would be the same kind of reaction. <laughs> it's just, Savage showing up through one of the portals. Just dropping an elbow on Doctor Strange or whatever like that. And, yeah, going after, you know, because he would follow freaking, uh, what's his name, Spider-Man from his multiverse. It would right. make all the sense in the world. It's yeah, like, they, 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 they could do that. I mean, they, you've yeah, you know, they had young Michael Douglas in those Ant Man movies, looking like you know, shoot him, yeah. shoot him from the back, and then it could be anyone. <laughs> it'll be like Dark Side of the Ring, and, you know. Yeah. Although they don't have as many. I don't know. Is there anybody? There's nobody in wrestling who's got a savage body anymore, right? I mean, I don't like, know. Like that particular, we have that particular. Uh, like steroid body, you don't. I don't think we just we don't see anybody like that. No, but you know, I mean, but what's his name? Right. What's his name? Uh, Zach Ryder, Matt Cardona's got kind of like the development a little bit, but he's like five foot nine or something like that. Oh, like you can't put lifts in someone's boots yeah. and then CGI the rest of it. Yeah, too. Good, good point. <laughs> you know? Somebody should make a lot of good That's points, or somebody should. And, he, and if. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Feige Kevin Feige's listening 45 minutes into a way of the plate podcast on an obscure IWA match from the mid-90s <laughs> feel free to use our idea yeah, of CGIing Matt Cardona as Randy Savage into the Spider-Man movie I know it's already finished but that's the thing about special effects is you could yeah. probably run in there throw it, it in there last minute it's, it not, yeah, it's not like you've screened it yet no, and it, that can oh, set up crack. whatever TV shows they're going to have on <laughs> Disney Plus. <laughs> you know? So, and the then event. that can be animated. So you only you don't have to keep you know hiring Matt Cardona. You just literally need him for the stand-in, and then you CGI the next Marvel show. And so, right. You know, so. problem problem that's not really a problem solved. 
not say, hey, I'm all for it. You're not going to get any complaints out of me. So, I mean, if you want to CGI the headhunters in too, I'm fine. You know, <laughs> they're perfectly. How did the headhunters not end up in any '90s movies as random evil villain henchmen? I mean, like, the, the 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 fact that the headhunters had like sort of. I mean, I don't know if you'd say it's an unsuccessful career, but you could kind of say it was an unsuccessful career. I mean, if, if your standard is for if the, your your standard for the casual fan is, oh, they never made it in WWE or WCW, then yes, quote unquote. I mean, but but also never really had an, an ECW run of any no, notable but, time. Know, they never worked CMLL. They never worked. They did work CMLL, but just not a lot. But hey, let's put it this way. They were good enough that Baba brought him in for a tag league. So they oh, at least but, but, but Baba brought in everybody. Go look, at, <laughs> go look at the list of people who worked oh, one all Japan me, tour. Me, that is one of my favorite things to do is the <laughs> obscure names that used to be on 90s tag leagues. I just watched Hanson and Vader squashing the headhunters in the tag league in under five minutes. And I still enjoyed it. So, right. you know. so uh, um, but so maybe that was end of maybe it was after Baba died that they brought him back. Uh, it was eighty. No, was it eighty? Eight ninety eight. Was Baba? When did Baba die? Uh, I don't know. That's an answerable question, right? I mean, this is. I don't know, but I feel like it was Baba bringing him in, so he didn't hate him too much. So, or he he owed you know. I guess you, Baba died in in uh, in. In '99, it looks like. So there it goes. His one of his last acts was allowing me to see the Headhunters wrestling Masao and Ogawa for like twelve minutes. But it is weird that, because they were in the they had were in the WWE like briefly, and Brief, legitimately, I think twice. It was when they showed up in the. Um, in the Royal Rumble, just because I think they were there, and then they showed up in that after managed by Coronet, where they did like the run in as uh, the Persian, not the what the hell was it? It was like Arabian assassins, or I thought they were the Squat Team. That was one team. They also had an absurd name too, uh, where it was like it didn't last because they weren't there that long. But it's weird that they weren't there that long because it feels like guys like that should have been. You know, crash Russo era crash TV stables because that's what the headhunters could do is impress you in a two minute television. Oh, absolutely! Right? But remember, like the same thing when they tried to do that whole three minute warning crap that lasted like two weeks too because it's like Vince just gets bored, you know. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. So I always thought I was. I mean, I always obviously thought. During the period that it was happening, like ninety, I was like, "Man, I don't understand whether these guys aren't big stars." And they weren't great wrestlers, but they were just yeah. such. Uh, you know, they worked like two ECW shows in '96. Why weren't they on every ECW show? I used to work a little I, more I, than I, two. Arabian Butchers. That okay. was the name I was trying to think of. That was the one that they were like for a hot minute. They were the Arabian Butchers. They had some random names. Like they were the reggae tones for like a year because they were faces <laughs> in Puerto Rico for reasons that why you would make them faces. I don't know. <laughs> so you know, uh, but I. Some look at their ECW. They had like a. They were in ECW for like a couple months. In in in. Uh, from the basically from uh, like January '96 to 
to April 96. Some like intriguing matches I have no memory of. Like, do you oh, remember the same thing? Because I saw the one where they it was like two cold Scorpio and Sandman were a tag team and they were in the same match. And I was like, yeah. how have I never seen two cold Scorpio against a headhunter? Wait, yeah, this, what? This, this is the, the, the this is the I'm looking at the same thing. So there's a match <laughs> is the gangsters, the headhunters, and Sandman, two cold Scorpio in a three in a like a three way. That could yeah. be good, right? Maybe. That feels like that had to be it's easy. That had to be taped, right? It was on I the guess. same. So it was on the same show as uh, the Ray Hoovy two out of three falls match. I think that's the usual. It, they it was shown in a clip form of like two minutes because they were going to show other stuff, and you yeah. know we had to get the Miserlou video in for the nineteenth time and stuff. Was that so. made of? They made a vent in that show. <laughs> That didn't mean anything. So, you this know. Guy, I've got to do some searching <laughs> for that. They needed to sell just another night in ECW <laughs> again and that Goody Mob playing for the, in the that background. That good stuff. Look, I mean, that's the thing. They clipped up their matches. But, 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 you know, when you watched them unclipped, you were like, oh, okay. Well, you can see why, too. I mean, yeah, you can see what I mean. They, they were all there. close to finish, you know. So, right, I mean, that, there, he should he should have just left with it because he ended up doing a shoot top rope headbutt that looked far nastier than anything else he'd done in this match, too, you know. So, but he went, goes, B climbs back up and hits the splash, which is like after all the other stuff that's going on, that's the finish. It's like not the moonsault in between the barbed wire boards, you know. Or after you've dropped someone in a box of glass, no, I'm just going to do a superfly. It's splash. a nice fucking superfly. That's a big fat. That's yeah. a big fat guy superfly. After he repeated the spot, though, so oh. but you know they made up for it with the copious amounts of blood that yeah. was you know coming. Man, out. cage match is weird because so their first match in cage match is listed from '87 in Quebec. And they don't have anything else until they show up in Wing in 1991. So what were they doing for four years? Johnny Rods had them, you know, in the gym training them. So yeah. I don't, I doubt they were going to college at the time, but I could be wrong, wow. you know. So. We're talking about weird wing, uh, weird wing cage matches. Relatively <laughs> early in their career, I guess. Although you know they're at least four year veterans at this point. Listen, to, they had a. Uh, a show where they worked Eddie Gilbert and Dr. Tom Pritchard in a 30-minute time limit draw. <laughs> Am I wrong that I really want to say? I mean, that can't be good. But I'm, no, of course I'm really not. intrigued by, the, by what exactly a 30-minute time limit draw. Like Eddie Gilbert and Tom Pritchard's a great tag team, too. Like those guys feel like they could they could get 30 minutes. Out and of it's two barely in too. Why is that match happening in Wing? Uh, I mean, we, those guys were in Wing. I mean, you know, Gilbert know, was in Wing. Like, you know, okay, Doctor Tom, randomly do it. Like, I don't think have I ever seen the Grand Hamada Viado three versus Headhunters match? Have we ever seen that? I don't think so. Let's <laughs> yeah, talk about good. matches that are catered <laughs> to me. That's pretty goddamn <laughs> good too. Right? Headhunters, you can go on a real. You can do a. If you could find this stuff. You could do a hell of a headhunter's cut. Or like the fact that the, the, the you know, oh God, they, well, poor Randy Rhodes got his ass beat by them a lot of what about time. What about your Parejas Incredibles, uh, Headhunter B, Dr. Tom Pritchard versus Danny Davis and Headhunter A? It's something <laughs> called Wing Studio TV Wrestling? Where oh. they, they were doing Wing in Studio? <laughs> 
Well, there's you've seen the IWA TV pilot, right? That's on YouTube where it's like the headhunters wrestle. Oh, God, I was just watching it. It's like, you know, like David Sierra or something <laughs> like someone else. And it's like Kevin Sullivan is doing the color and someone else is doing it. So and it's like the most random stuff ever, too. So I don't know. Yeah, it's like, yeah, they had all the UWA stuff because they ended up in Mexico in CMLL later on. Yeah, so, they, they which, kind of dive into CMLL a little bit. They're in there a bit, 92. Like here, it's Headhunters versus Atlantis and Rio de Angelisco Jr. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a disappointing career, but this is, a, this is actually a pretty great uh, journeyman career for these two guys, right? Like... I mean, they were all over the place, you know, so I think part of their thing, too, is they were always the third and fourth guy in, like, the ten-man, you know, bathhouse brawls or something right. like that, too. It's like, hey, we need some guys to, you know, wrestle on an island. Yeah, the headhunters can be a part of it, too, so. Like a, like a, like a multi-promotion feud against... The Harrises, which I guess is your like weird. I mean, it's like your. It is basically your identical twin Brodies against your identical twin Abbeys. You get a sense of why that would be like an intriguing, cool idea. I mean, I'm sure the matches weren't great, but they worked no. at IWA. They worked waiting. <laughs> they worked. You mean the subtext of the Nazis wrestling the black guys? Yeah, the Nazis against the black guys. <laughs> so sure, you know. <laughs> um, I kind of. I have them, they, they're not. The Harrises were okay. They were okay. Like I think the Harrises are like okay. guys with <laughs> talk about red shocker and the headhunters versus Apollo Dante's Blue Panther and Yuji Nagata. So, you know. <laughs> what? Blue Panther like just just said, all right, let's grapple for a little bit here, headhunter. Right? <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Blue Panther's like, let's keep this on the mat, boy. I think mean, Blue Panther could definitely work a sticky match. Oh, too. absolutely. So it's not like he had to. It's not like he only could. It's not like he only could take. He wasn't, you know, Carl uh, 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 Malenko or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> How about Headhunters Perot Jr. Pimpinella Escarlata versus La Parca Mr. Niebla Ninja Diego and Super Parca? Oh, that's a great match. <laughs> I was in Monterey. Oh, <laughs> so so Monterey is like famously these matches looked amazing on. Paper and the actual match would just be this heel ref doing spots with the babyface ref, and the Lucha Rosa just kind of stay out of the way. Uh, How am I only learning today that they te- they had a six man where they teamed with Brazo de Oro? Oh my god, the legends, icons. This uh, like the, the Terry Funk, a Dick Slater versus the Headhunters. Um, is also just amused by the, oh. by the battle of the identical twins versus the functional identical twins of Terry Funk and Dick Slater. Like, Dick Slater. <laughs> like, like it's a basically an identical twins versus identical twins match yeah. in a scramble bunkhouse death match that goes no contest. That's got to be on tape, right? I didn't really release all oh, that. Ter- they, see- they paid Terry Funk. They taped it, right? <laughs> Did we ever see them in promo Azteca? Because I want to find cover if this, this psychosis La Parca versus Headhunters match. So, yeah, exactly. Promo Azteca for 97. I got to DM, so- DM Rob Bahari and see if he's uh, see if that exists on tape. Uh, I know. Uh, there's a, a lot of times when these podcasts turn into is just us reading reading cage match and just being excited about matches we're never gonna get to see. 
I just forgot how much I mean, this goes back to your point. It's like it's not a great match, but how entertaining the headhunters can be. Yeah. And it's like, Dude, like, I want to see all of these matches. I mean, I imagine none of I imagine none of them are great. Good. No, I'm I mean, not I mean, good. I mean, this match is good. I'm also ignoring all the Fishman and Grand Marcus matches. Yeah. Grand Marcus, Fishman's a professional. <laughs> yeah, again, we're being very generous. <laughs> Fishman's a guy who knows, you know, guys, you know, live, living in professional wrestling for a long time. He kind of knows who is this. This one here, guys, Blue Blazer Two in the Headhunters versus Doctor Wagner Junior. Fishman, Ray Buccaneer. Let me see, who the hell is Blue Blazer Two? Danny oh, Crawford. Worked oh, as Blue okay. Blazer oh, right. too, yes. and apparently had a long '98 CML run as the Headhunters uh, trios partner. I don't oh, have any God. memory of. Do you have any memory of Danny Crawford working as a, a Blue Blazer? I I feel like I've saw it on like Jeff Lynch tapeless, but never actually saw it in practice. Why so, would we have bought yeah. that if we saw it on the I Jeff Lynch tapeless? That feels like you just purchased that if it was on a Jeff Lynch <laughs> maybe, tapeless, maybe right? Maybe Scott Mailman. I'm still waiting for the tape from Scott Mailman. Well, maybe did, that was I thought the story of Scott Mailman was they thought that he died in 9-11. No, no, it's not that he died in 9-11. I thought he was in the towers. No, no, no. Are you sure? But it, it was, it was, there was a lot wrapped up with 9-11 and mailing stuff afterwards and whatnot. It was a confluence of a lot of events. That, and he that, got in over his head and owing people tapes. Is that what so, happened? You know, okay. at least that's the story I heard. Or was it one so, of those, did, he, did he claim he was in the towers? Like, what's his name from the no, league? I don't think so. I think it was... No, I think it was when that became internet legend because sadly, you and I both know far too many examples of people faking their deaths in the yeah. wrestling community. It's a weird thing. It is because it it's a it's a greater than zero number. Which is I mean, the, it's it's what I might have to uh, might have to try if I can't convince Tom to write the fucking entrance of this book that we have a contract for. I might have to fake my own death. Uh, it's just, <laughs> Still have another several Way of the Blades left to go, Way of the Blades <laughs> yeah, fans, before I'll be forced to fake my death to get out of my second book contract. Uh, <laughs> hey, you, you can't die until you watch Headhunters versus Satanico and Fuerza. Yes. So, you oh, know, man. or the or the time that the Headhunters had to team with Gigante Silva. So. <laughs> how about this? How about this match in 2011 where they worked a handicap match against uh, Marco Corleone in Albuquerque? <laughs> <laughs> so why are you laying down to Marco Coleone in a handicap match? Like, I, I, the, the what the hell? I'm what the hell is LLUSA TV tapings? Why, <laughs> I don't remember seeing any of these things on TV. Jay, Jay Lethal was in this. Uh, Did you... I have to feel like you or Ray and Pete went to when they worked JCW in uh, tw- 2015. <laughs> I've, never so, a, I've never been to a... Oh, they worked the Jersey J Cup. I bet yeah. I bet those guys went to that. Tyler. Yeah. Uh, did you, did you Red wrestled? versus Kyle the Beast and Monster back is an intriguing. I was about to say that. that I was like, that's pretty good. I don't mind seeing that. <laughs> See, you're going to regret not going to that. Oh, show. I like Kyle the Beast and Monster back a lot. Those are guys. Yeah, main event of the main event of that show was uh, the Kyle the Beast and Monster back against uh, EYFBO, who were. Uh, who is? Uh, oh, I remember. Yeah. Who are um uh, what a proud and powerful? I guess is what they're calling themselves in in uh, 
in uh, AEW. Those guys are good. Sure, if you say so. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. God, I haven't thought of Picky Sanchez in a month of Sundays. <laughs> Picky Sanchez is pretty good. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm literally not have thought of him for. Oh, I got the B Squad wrestled Nick Gage and Lucky Thirteen. Oh, that was a drawn out pun on that one. <laughs> I remember Lucky Thirteen. Lucky Thirteen's a guy in 2011 who would take some. Yeah, months. but he, when his name was spelled T capital H capital U capital R capital T Ean, it's a little forced on the pun. Yes, uh, you know, <laughs> so that's the very much the. I, I, I reviewed WWE the. To get I reviewed the entire AIW Double Dare 2016 show with where they had three matches. Editors of three matches. Uh, them against the Jollyville Fuckets is not as good as you would hope it would be because they really they really don't give nothing to the Jollyville Fuckets. Unfortunately, Jollyville Fuckets are one of my favorite uh, tag teams in the world, but those guys did not uh, headers not do much, give them much in that match. They're like, hey, we're the headhunters. We're, we're the headhunters. Oh, we're the headhunters. Let us hit a mood salt and get out yeah. of dodge. You know, so. it's one of those. <laughs> All right, well, I think we've gone completely off the rails here at this point. <laughs> what else is uh, Unsurprisingly, completely off the rails. Uh, so, thank you very much for coming, uh, doing this with me, my friend. This is a lot of fun. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's going to want to listen to it, but it's oh, a lot, it was a lot of fun to do, for sure. Um, Just imagine if we had done the, the fully Kevin Nash match. Yes. <laughs> oh, look, I, look, everybody's going to be coming. I don't have 100 friends. <laughs> but I tell everybody who, I, who I'm doing, I'm doing 100 matches, so I don't know, if, and I don't know if I can get if I can get Kevin Dash on the pod. I'll be doing it with him, but it's unclear whether Foley, that's going to happen. Foley probably would be more likely. Yeah, Foley would be more likely. Um, so, if, if people want to uh, interact with you, or you're on Twitter, right? Do you actually post Twitter, on Twitter? Yes. So, what's your yeah, Twitter? I, my Phil Rippa. It's at Phil Rippa. Of That's course, you know, people are going to be disappointed if they're following me for wrestling. That's not happening on the Phil Rippa. Mostly it's Giants, a, New York Giants it's tweets. It's mostly bemoaning the Giants, mocking the Washington football team, <laughs> and, you know, and also about, like, hey, look, I'm sitting in three well, hours. Well, you did, you did an entire football. You were part of a football, uh, uh, the unsuccessful member of a, of, of a football uh, a writing collective, right? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't only dog football. It was, it was hey, don't knock it because one of my one of the people I did a site with has a far better career. Right, than I was saying you're the unsuccessful one. Right? Like, you know, our friend, our friend, or acquaintance, but your friend, my acquaintance, Bill Bardwell, is going to have to become a very, very successful football writer. You, you work, you, you, you're the, you're, the, you're like the one. It's I'm like wham, you were Andrew Ridgely, right? You didn't have the George. I'm Michael the Soul only career. person who's not made money on the internet yet. <laughs> so, you know, oh, so, and you can always use the you know you can find us on the Death Valley Driver Twitter account too, which is DVDVR with a whole lot of underscores in it because someone squatted our name and I wasn't going to fight with some dude from Brazil mm. for the names. So. And the and Death Valley Driver, the, the the board is still there, and you're slowly but surely writing stuff on occasion as well. Yeah, on Dean, Death Valley Driver. Dean, it's the trying to keep make sure the the, the small. Flip Flame that has Dean watching wrestling again doesn't burn out right. too. So, so that is, that is it. The, the, so people can if people are hearing this and thinking, man, I remember the Death Valley Driver. It's still there. 
and people are still uh, still on their iPhone. Not, I, I show up every once in a while. You'll be, you'll be disappointed when it's not Discord. Because, yes. You know, we're all mid 40s. That's so, still a message know, board like back Discord. in the day. Look, I'm still on a goddamn blog spot. Why? I'm with you. <laughs> I'm moving on. Stay where I know. Well, stay with the thing I know how to do. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I show up every once in a while, but mostly just for both this podcast and my book. Uh, but uh, yeah, and ask me, and ask me, do I have the ability to find your yes, dust in the day post? And, and DM me every <laughs> once in a while and say, is there any way you can find these dust in the day post? Oh, we'll, we'll see. All right, well, well, thank, we'll be back next week with another guest, Phil. Thank you for doing this, my friend. This is great. <laughs>